0: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones.
1: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Keaton Nelson. Keaton is the founder and CEO of Perpetual Motion Marketing, a social media marketing agency that works with brands to turn their socials into sales. With a specialty focus on coaches, Keaton works to leverage social media management, Instagram growth, and paid marketing to drive results and build follower bases. He's also the host of the podcast, The Keaton Nelson Show, where he speaks with creators and business leaders on how they can take massive action to get things done. Today, Keaton and I are going to be chatting about the importance of social media marketing for a brand. We'll learn what works from Keaton's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses and individuals just miss the mark. Keaton, welcome. So happy to have you here today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Of course. What I always love starting off with is sharing with our listeners how you got here today, because you have quite an interesting story, not one that I think people are going to be expecting uh, to hear.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It is interesting. Um, so I, I went to school for music composition for jazz composition. You see my guitar over there for those who are watching. Um, and I actually ended up dropping out when my, um, now wife is, is, um, got pregnant with our first child. And I was working at subway at the time. And we were, you know, as you can imagine, probably struggling really financially. um, And when my daughter was about one, I was waiting tables and I wanted to try to um, figure out a way to pay our bills and um, do something that was beyond just waiting tables and struggling from paycheck to paycheck. So I met someone who was in real estate and he started like showing me hey, you can get like 3% on a $500,000 house. And it only takes you this amount of time and sold me this like pipe dream of how easy it was going to be for me to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And within a month later, so I had my real estate license and I was giving that a shot, but I was still broke and I couldn't afford to market. I couldn't afford to do anything other than post on social media. So that's how I got all my leads. I would post on social media that I was uh, going to do an open house. It wasn't even my listing or I'd be going to do X, Y, and Z and people would end up messaging, messaging me saying, hey, my aunt needs to sell her house or hey, my um, my my brother's looking to buy his first house. Would you be able to help him? That's how I got all my leads and my sales. Um, I truly did not like doing it. I was working from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, answering phone calls and missing out on the things I wanted to do with my family, Um, and I decided that I'd actually rather go back to waiting tables. So I was waiting tables at Red Robin. I thought I could um, become a manager. I thought that was going to be my my way to provide a life for my family that was more steady than you know tips or have not having a bad night. I could get like two or three weeks of paid vacation, fifty k a year, and a little little bit of benefits and I actually went through the whole training. I was like, I'm starting to apply for jobs. Um, I turned, I think, 26. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it was a quarter life crisis, but it was like literally right after my birthday, uh, January 2020. And I was like, hmm, I don't think I could see myself doing this for another five years or another year. Like, I, I really just like didn't. That's not really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life even if I could work up the ladder and become a regional man, whatever it happened to be, it's not what I wanted to do. So I decided that I was going to try this social media management thing. I actually, um, I prayed for three days in a row for an idea from God, just like, give me an idea. That's going to allow me to pay my 50 K in student debt, that I just went to school for jazz composition for and got nothing out of it that I can provide a life for my family that I really want to um, and not be stressed, uh, stressed out about paying my bills. And after praying for three days, I, um, I think dawned on me that, uh, the only way I got leads was from posting on social media from, um, when I was in real estate. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, you know, businesses would probably pay me to do that. So one day I literally, I'm not even joking. I had $27 in my checking account I'm not even joking. I didn't have any money in savings, nothing. I had $27 in my bank account, but I knew tomorrow I'd go to work and I could make like a hundred dollars at Red Robin, right? So the money was going to come again. And I designed something on Canva saying, Hey, I'll manage your social media for $99. And if you call me today, I'll give you your first month for free. And I printed them out and the flyers, like I went to a print shop and they didn't quite fit there's like a white edge around them. And I'm like, I can't go past these out. I'll really look like a fool. I didn't have like one of those things where you could just chop and cut the papers exactly. So I sat- I'm gonna
1: design this awesome social media campaign for you, but I can't print on a piece of paper.
0: Can't do it, couldn't do it. I had no, I went to school for music and I was waiting tables at Red Robin. I had no idea what I was doing. At least I, I admit that it's crazy. Um, But I sat there with my daughter, put on Moana so she could watch it. And I sat there in a dark room with scissors cutting off the little edge and going very slowly for about two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, I think the next day I worked up the courage to go to about 50 businesses and pass them out. And that was my pitch. I was like, Hey, I'll do your social media for um, the 30 days. If you give me a call today, no one called me for a couple of days. And then um, I got a voicemail and I thought it was like a bill collector or something. And um, I checked the voicemail. He's like, hey, you stopped by my store. And my manager told me that you would uh, manage our social media. And I called him. He said he had already had someone doing his stuff. He wasn't doing a good job. Um, He was charging him $600 a month and that he had four CBD store locations. And I said, I'll do everything he's not doing. And I'll do it for 400 bucks a month. He signed up, did a great job. I think my first month I did like 2,500 because of his referrals and him wanting me to do extra digital marketing things. And honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I Googled everything. I hired my friend who had a camera to go take pictures of all the products in the store for 50 bucks for one day. And it it was just wild. Um, And then I just, I mean, I invested basically all the money in learning how to do my job correctly since then Um, and figuring out different ways to get my clients uh, a return on their investment, but it was uh, a bumpy road for sure. I'm sure you have like follow-up questions too in the mix of all this. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So now you have started your own company and you are a man on a mission during social media. That is your thing. And what we were just talking about it before the call started uh, is that your focus now is more with coaches than with retail and localized stores.
0: Yes. How did you transition um, over that? Oh, how did that, I mean, thinking back to this, like the story is crazy. Cause I mean, I would just take any job that came to me basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that I had no idea what I was doing. So I hired a business coach or I went to go hire a business coach. And she told me she was gonna charge me $20,000 for a year. And at the time, $20,000 <laughs> was uh, probably what I had on my tax returns that year right? So it was not very much. Um, and I talked to her about what I was doing, what I was trying to do, what my dreams were. Um, and she decided to trade her services for mine. So I started managing her social media. And then she started coaching me. I hired my first employee. I, um, she helped me manage them, train them. And, um, she started getting results. So she started referring her friends that happened to be coaches. And I think it snowballed from there. Um, and I ended up seeing most of my clients being that we do have a lot of clients all over the place, but recently with the way that TikTok and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts are going, we're able to get a massive return on investment for coaches because normally they have a higher ticket, um, um, product or service. So, I mean, like 20 K for a year is actually kind of cheap for a coach. I, I have coaches that charge 60 K a year and we're booking like 40 qualified sales calls a month for them and their sales team is crushing it. You know what I mean? So, um, very, very different than trying to get a people to go to a CBD store and buy a couple of products, you know?
1: Well, it's, it makes it easier when you do have that higher price ticket item to, for one, invest more money into your social because you're seeing a higher return, um, but also to work in that space. I mean, coaching is, it's not necessarily an easy area to market either. It's a very, um, there's a lot of competition in there.
0: Mm, Yeah, for sure. Um, So what
1: are some of the things that you see people doing wrong? What are the assumptions that they have that social media is going to get them that maybe it doesn't actually do?
0: Ooh, they treat it like it's a magical wand Um, and they give it a try once or twice and they fail because they think it's a magical wand and they give up on it and they never see a return on investment on it. And what I mean is they got sold the one funnel away by Russell Brunson or they got sold uh, an idea that they could set up Facebook ads and they're going to pay Facebook $10 and they're going to get $20 for every $10 they spend, which is just, if that was the case, every single person on this earth, I think you're
1: printing money. You're
0: printing money. Exactly. They think it's like a magic wand. What they really should start thinking about it is, as like learning to play the piano, starting a new fitness program or, um, you know, learning how to surf. You don't start you don't like pick up you know, a guitar or a piano and then just like sit down in your Mozart. That just doesn't happen. Right. Uh, same thing with fitness. Are you going to expect that in five days from now, you're going to lose all of your excess body fat and have a six pack and be totally ripped. If you've been overweight for, for 10 years, probably not going to happen. It's the same thing with all this, these Facebook ads, the same thing with uh, social media. It's good to start slow, start small and test things with low risk um, in the beginning and see what's working. And you're probably gonna make a lot of mistakes. You're probably gonna play a lot of wrong notes. You're probably gonna fall off the surfboard, if I'm like using these analogies, a whole lot before you're gonna figure out how to start making money from it. Um, Luckily, like with any of these things, if you hire a coach, if you hire a personal instructor, they're probably gonna help you get to where you're looking to go a lot quicker than if you're just trying to do it on your own. and then, like, imagine, this is kind of cool with marketing, is imagine you could hire uh, someone to go get, get a six pack for you. Be pretty cool, right? It would be great. Right? Say, like, hey, can you just go to the gym for me six days a week and, and make sure that I'm eating healthy and you, and you do all the stuff and I'll just sit back on the couch and I'll get the six pack?
1: I think there's a futuristic movie or two out there where you do that.
0: That's pretty badass, but that's what you can do. If you find a really good marketer, they can go and do that for your business. They can go and figure out how to make the money because they have the experience. They have all the arrows in their back, right? With all the mistakes they've learned already. And they know how to go and, and turn your offer into that money printing machine which is pretty cool.
1: What are some of those arrows in their quivers that are those mistakes that they know how to, you know, dodge and step around.
0: You know what's really interesting is it's the idea that you're going to lose money on the front end and you're going to make a lot of money on the back end. That's what most marketing is. I think all marketing in other than very very rare cases like like once in a blue moon or like even one in a million chance that you're going to put up an ad and it's going to produce a positive ROI right away. Like most people will lose money to an acquired customer and then continue to sell the customer multiple, multiple times. So what people do on their own, or they hire, you know, someone who just quit Red Robin and didn't know what they were doing, but they would go and say, hey can you just put up these ads and then they'll spend money and they'll continue to lose money, continue to lose money. They'll get a customer here and there They'll be like, why would I continue to pay you and pay Facebook for me to just to pour money down the drain and, and lose money on every sale that I make? Because why does that not make sense?
1: for a long haul. They're looking for the immediate magical result.
0: Yes. And that's not going to happen, um, which is totally okay if you understand lifetime value and how to create I don't want to say an Ascension, Ascension model because I'm actually against doing that um, because you shouldn't take your customer from working at Red Robin to running a multimillion dollar company that can afford to pay you 50K a year or 50K a month. Um, there's ways to find the people that can already pay you that at a, with a lower ticket uh, cost in the beginning too. I don't know if that, let me, I'll try and clarify that for you, right? Um, Imagine you're running Facebook ads um, and you're selling like a $97 course, right? There's some people who that will buy the $97 course and that's all they can afford. But there'll be some people who can buy the $97 course, but they really need a bigger solution that you have. That's $25,000, $50,000. So you're going to lose money. You might spend $200 to sell a $97 course. And that doesn't make sense in people's head. But out of one out of every 15 or 20, there's one person that needs to buy your your $25,000 or $50,000 product or service that's going to pay for all of the the money you're spending on advertising Mm -hmm. and give you a ton of ROI in the end.
1: What are some of the tricks you have up here in your sleeve that you use to make your client's social media better?
0: Mm. It's almost so common sense that it's not common sense. It's just like, you're going to hear it be like, why didn't I think about this? It's probably two or three things. We'll give you Instagram hacks. Number one, go to a hashtag in your niche. Uh, let's say you run a podcast. Type in hashtag podcasts. Go look at the top posts. Guess what? Model those posts, and you're gonna to be be able to get in the top posts as well. I mean, how simple is that? Right? It could pretty be, simple. But no one does it. Right? This is what we do when we do a competitive analysis for our clients. We're going through all the, the stuff that's popping up on the top pages on the social media platforms and seeing what's working. How long is their caption? How many hashtags are they using? What kind of images are they using? Are they doing carousel posts? Are they doing reels? Are they doing full videos? Where are they directing them on their bio? What does their bio look like? It's like you look at the people who are winning and try and model that and you're not them. So you're not going to be copying them. Make sense. That's one thing.
1: It does. It's Um, kind of like going into Facebook ads where you can sneak in and see what your competitors ads look like and how they're running them and where they're running them. Uh, There's a lot of nice Intel that you can sneak around. That's publicly available.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I highly recommend doing that as well. Um, Especially when it comes to like offer creation. Um, That's another, just a quick thing. People don't buy your coaching program because you're going to meet with them um, twice a month that for ninety minutes, and that you have all this knowledge or whatever. They want to buy the solution. They want to buy. They want to buy the magic wand, right? They they want to say, okay, uh, I want a hundred thousand dollars a month coming in revenue, and I'm at ten k. Your ad needs to sell that you're going to be able to take them there. Not all the stuff that you're going to do to take them there, right? Um, and then which you'll find which ones are working by doing the Facebook ads library that you, you just mentioned. Um, another thing is going to your competitors' accounts. I mean, this could work for anyone. And it doesn't have to be a competitor. It just has to be someone who has the followers that you want to be following you, right? So I have a marketing agency, and then um, I have actually a friend who owns a marketing agency in San Diego. Uh, they don't do what we do. Um, but even if they did, I could still use this, um, strategy. I can go to their followers on Instagram, go and follow 60 of them or hire a VA or someone to do this for you. Uh, follow 60 of them an hour. Cause you don't want to get blocked action blocked on Instagram. Okay. And then you do that four or five times a day. You're going to see about a 15% follow back ratio. Okay. So you're looking at Probably 30 to 100 followers a day, depending on how good your content is on the other side, right? And how
1: much is that spending? I'm sorry? You're saying 30, you're getting up to 30 content, uh, follow, new followers a day from doing that.
0: Minimum. Yeah, yeah. like That's really like low end.
1: And what would your spend have to be to support
0: that? No, like you could just hire a VA to do it. If you wanted to, it'd be really, really, really inexpensive. I they're so not
1: putting actual ad dollars behind it. The nope.
0: Service. They're going in following from the account that they want them to go follow back. Right? Okay. It's the thing that people tell you not to do, but it actually works if you know how to do it. And it actually leads to sales. It's not even just like, oh, cool, I have 30 new followers. No, you're going to be able to turn those people into actual customers.
1: Okay. So step yeah. by step here, what you are doing again is?
0: Is, okay. Um, let's put it into terms that are super simple for anyone to understand. Let's say I have a Mexican restaurant. And right across the street from my restaurant is an Italian restaurant. They have all the people who live in the same area who already follow them, right? And guess what? The people who are eating that Italian restaurant probably will eat my Mexican food.
1: They do eat food.
0: They do eat food. So what I do is I go to their Instagram and I go to their followers and I will follow 60 of them per hour. And I'll do that four or five times a day and you'll see about 15% follow back ratio. So was, let's say you did it 10 times over two days, you followed 600 people, you're looking at about 60 to hundred followers around there, right? That chose to follow you back. Now, what do I do? As they follow me, they're gonna show up in my notifications. And then I go through everyone who followed me and I send them a message, I say, thank you so much for following me. Show this message to the host stand when you come in and I'll get you a free dessert for your, uh, for your first time in here. Now you just acquired 60 plus customers in two days.
1: All for that free dessert.
0: All for that free dessert. How easy is that? Pretty easy. Right? So you can do this with higher ticket processes as well. The conversation won't be, here, get fifteen percent off my my twenty five thousand dollars service. It's going to be a conversation. Like, hey, where are you at right now? What do you what, you obviously followed me for a reason? Most people they'll see that you followed them. They'll go to your profile, check out your content, they'll check out your bio. They'll see that see it and be like, oh, I want to see more of this, and they choose to follow you. Then you message them and say, hey, thank you so much for following. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Say if you're a coach, right? oh, I just started my business. We're doing okay. I got about two or three employees, but I'm really trying to get to 100K. It's amazing what people will tell you in the DMs if you ask one question, right? You say, oh my goodness, I'm a business coach that happens to help people just like you get from where you are to where you want to go. Would you be interested in hopping on like a 15, 30 minute strategy call where I could just lay out a couple next steps for you completely free? And on this call you get to qualify them for your higher ticket package, Mm -hmm. which if they are qualified, you schedule an hour long call to go in more detailed and you can sell them your higher ticket package. Like I said, just from this one strategy, we're seeing like 30 plus calls a month for a 10K to $15,000 package, which ends up selling into much higher packages over time. Um,
1: So what you're saying here, really Keaton, Is that you're being social on social?
0: Yes. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yes. That's it. Most
1: people are. not I mean, that's the biggest issue with social media. Now, um, we even see it so much with the campaigns that we'll be building that brands expect people to come to them to see this whole world that they've created. But they forget about actually enhancing that world by communicating back by following other people, by commenting on their posts, by just showing up and actually participating. And when it's a one-way conversation, you kill the social part because no one wants to go to a party where everyone's just talking about themselves.
0: Mm. Bringing me to another point is you should not have a company page or you shouldn't invest in a company page. People do not buy or people do not follow companies. They follow people. Right. The party analogy. This is my favorite one. Imagine you are at a party, people are drinking, playing beer pong. There's a guy walking around with a box over him with a logo slapped on it saying, Hey, buy my shit, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, everyone. Sorry if I can't swear on here, but you can
1: swear swear away. Swear away. (laughs) I haven't heard it all.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, imagine that. You'd be like, All right, dude, you can leave. You can go in the corner over there. No one's going to want to hang out with that guy. Right. But the guy who's the life of the party and you finally get to sit down on the couch after, you know, and have a conversation with them and you find out that they happen to have a company that can help you solve your problem, you might actually buy from that person. Sure. Right? So.
1: So what are other mistakes people make?
0: Mm. People still aren't doing video. Blows my mind. No one. Video,
1: as in popping in and saying, "Hey, how are you doing today? Check me out." Conversation video versus highly stylized, produced video.
0: Oh, that stuff. I'm I'm against the highly stylized, produced videos. In my opinion, Um, if you happen to be someone who's in those situations, it might make sense. But if you're just like a normal Joe Schmo who's a coach and you're just living your life and you're in your house or in your home or whatever. Like you can literally sit at your kitchen counter and have a video camera with a tripod and not even a video camera, a phone with a tripod and record your videos. But I mean, like people are still posting their lifestyle pic when they're standing in front of a jet or um, at the gym. And they have like a quote about like putting in the work and stuff with text overlay on their photo. And they have an inspirational caption that no one's going to read. Um, and it's like completely worthless and a waste of your time. And if you're paying a social media, uh, management company or social media manager to be doing that for you, save your money. Uh, it's not worth it. You should invest in short form content right now. Um, and I think, I don't think short form content is going away for a very, very, very long time. Mm Um, and there's just people aren't doing that they're not they're not spending any of their effort on short form content at all and then when they do they're pretty much going in it blind mm-hmm. or they'll do it once and they'll think they need to dance and point to different things that they put on the screen and then they're like that didn't do anything i'm not going to keep doing this cuz it took a lot of time right um i could go into how to do it right <laughs> but that'd
1: be great to hear okay
0: awesome so
1: because I'm sure no one, everyone's like, okay, I got it. I got what not to do, but how do I actually move the needle? What do I need to do here? Come on, Keaton.
0: I'll yeah. The this goods. is it. So um this is what not to do when you're doing. I'll go into what to do afterwards, but this is stay, it's called C U B cub, right? Yeah. Confusing. You what's like really normal and common sense to you in your industry, let's say your financial advisor, leave that terminology at home. Don't use any of that stuff that's gonna confuse the average person. That's the other thing. Short-form content is going to everyone. Mm -hmm. With the For You pages and all that type of stuff, it's not just going to your followers or your ideal uh, prospects who are gonna understand everything that you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So you wanna stay away from any confusing languages at all um the second thing is being unbelievable right people are making claims all over social media they make a million dollars a month a hundred thousand dollars a month they're uh flying all over the place this and that with no proof and there's a lot of people getting burned actually too on top of it from these types of gurus and when People are getting tired. They have been tired of it for a while. So when you, if you're going to make a claim, that's really normal for you. Like I have clients that are doing a million dollars a month and it's normal for them. It's normal for all the people around them, but they work um, their way up there. Yeah, exactly. And, but like when they post that stuff on social media, they're going to have 50 people in the comments saying that they're full of shit Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, kind of discrediting them and, and then loses the impact of having the short form video go out there in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So stay away, from, don't be confusing, don't be unbelievable. And if you're gonna be unbelievable, you should have proof uh, over it, like show a Stripe account or a bank account statement or something like that on top of it, a check that has your name on it or something. Um, and the last one is really something, just don't be boring, right? confusing, unbelievable, boring. There's not really much I have to go into that, Um, but have some energy. You lose energy over the camera. Like this podcast, I probably sound really, really boring. I'm waving my hands everywhere. I'm trying to talk. But when you're listening to this, you're like, eh, you could have more energy and be more enthusiastic, right?
1: Pump it up.
0: Pump it up. Woo! Right? Be a little crazy. Be a little bit weird. This is your license to go and do that, right? Um, And then...
1: Get noticed what? is what you're saying. Is yeah, that exactly. Like have someone hear you get noticed, be the show a little bit, have the focus because you have a very short time to actually catch someone's attention.
0: Very short, which brings me to much, what to do, like right?
1: Millisecond short.
0: Millisecond. Um, there's three stages uh, for short form content. If you're going to be trying to deliver value in it, right? Which most people that I work with coaches, that's what they're trying to do. and uh, number one is the hook, right? First thing you got to do is hook someone in, okay? Um, there's ways to, to phrase it in, you know, three ways to do X, Y, and Z. You look at blog posts. Um, I would do the same thing I did with like the Instagram hack. Go find people that are doing it really, really well. Write down what is the first sentence they're saying and see if there's any patterns with it, right? Do some, Consume content first. The first thing you use, you got to put out a hook. The second thing you have to do is put out another hook. Because what's going to happen is as they're scrolling through short form content, you'll catch them for uh, about two seconds. Mm -hmm. They'll stay on for the two seconds and then they're going to decide that they're going to leave if you don't keep them interested. So for the first one to three seconds, you got to throw out a hook. The next three to six seconds, you need to uh, put out a second hook, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm going to tell you three ways to get your business to $100,000 a month and it's not what you think.
1: I'm all ears.
0: Right. Okay. okay. So it's not what you think is the, the second hook, right? Um, and then you have to deliver tactical advice. Okay. Everyone's tired of this, like, um, you know, you got to put in the work and grind for 20 years, and then you're going to be able to get successful. They should be able to watch your short-form video, put the phone down and go do what you just said. So right? what you're
1: saying is they want to be able to actually deliver on magic.
0: Yeah, but it is possible, right? Um, it's like little short tips, like um, people who are in sales. I like, I love watching sales content where someone's like, I use this one clothes and it's my favorite one and that no one else is using, right? That's the hook, the second hook. And then they're like, um, I take whatever the prospect Uh, says the reason is that they're not going to buy and say that's the reason they should buy. So if they say, I can't afford this, I say, that's exactly the reason why you should buy this because then you'll be able to afford these types of things later on because my thing's going to help you make money or things like that. looking for
1: pain propositions here right now.
0: Yeah, but like that is a tactical piece of advice that I could start implementing right away,
1: Okay.
0: right? Um, And then using a story, that's going to uh, illustrate that point is really, really good with lots of lots of detail. Um, so I think Alex Hermosi used a, a video of like, or an example of when him and his wife were at a shoe store and what the, um, something that the shoe salesman said was something that was like so brilliant. But like the you're trying to figure out why is he talking about him and his wife buying shoes at first and stuff, but it was a a story that people love stories. So if you can incorporate that in the third piece, it's gonna be really good, but it should include a tactical piece of advice that you can use. Um, And if you don't have a story, you could use like a for example or an analogy, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And another way to think about it, instead of doing hook, hook in like story or for example, you can do hook. Problem solution might be easier for some people to think about it like that. Does it make sense?
1: It does. hundred percent. Cool. So how can our listeners find you? Where do they go? They want to yeah,
0: learn. How? I know evidently I'm hard to find. So I got to talk to my team about that. You had a hard time finding me. It's at the Keaton Nelson show. You can pretty much everywhere, right? So Instagram, TikTok, um, and YouTube are probably the best ways to reach me. LinkedIn that
1: is your podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is my podcast, but I do have like lots of shorts going on there as well. Um, where where I do what exactly? What I was just telling you guys about, uh, trying to give you advice that has been helpful for me.
1: Well. well, I think that your advice has been extremely helpful. I think to our listeners who are sitting there going, right? So my social media does nothing for me. You answered a lot of questions and how to actually make it do a little something more, um, but also. You're working on, you know, maintaining people's expectation because it should not be the magic carpet ride that if you're not putting in the time, the investment and the energy that your social media is going to actually do anything and deliver back. And you have to get out there and be social. Yes. (laughs) Are there any last words of parting advice to our listeners today?
0: Mm. When you're creating content, you should be doing it because you actually want to help your customers or the people that follow you, right? So this one question will change the way that you look at your short-form content or any of your content forever. If you needed to give advice to your nephew, your cousin, your friend who was struggling and you actually wanted them to succeed, but you would never charge them because you just love them, what advice would you give them? And then go and create that content because it is going to be the stuff that your followers need to hear.
1: Well, Keaton, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experiences and your insights on social and how our listeners can actually up their game. I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
1: Of course. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning into another episode of Marketing Stakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you want to figure out how you can get your brand in other people's content where it's not about you creating the content, reach out to our team at Hollywood Branded and we can talk about product placement and movies and TV shows and celebrities and influencers and so much more. I look forward to chatting with you in the near future. Take care.